You and your companions get off the boat and onto the dock of New Tuyen. You look around, letting the sights and sounds greet you. You walk towards the city and allow yourself to acclimate to this new city. You first notice all the green. The buildings and roads are all made with the same green material. After talking to a local citizen, you learn that the material is actually a moss that is particularly dense and sturdy. You also take in the smells of local street vendors who season their meats with intoxicating spices. Your stomach rumbles and mouth your mouth salivates as you pass one particular stall. The thing that strikes you the most, though, are the people. You've heard about Ganassi, but you weren't prepared for this. Every person you see has the form and shape of humanoids, but instead of skin, you simply see elements. One man made of fire walks past you without burning you. And immediately after, a woman made of shifting sand walks by without leaving any sand behind. Each person wears clothing like normal, and their bodies are shaped like yours, but they seem so foreign. Especially alien to you are the space ganasi. The bodies look like fields of stars, and their hair looks like nebula. You've never seen anything so beautiful yet strange. Welcome to New Tuyen. What would you like to do? Welcome back to the third episode of How to Be a Better DM. I'm your host, Justin Lewis. Together, you and I will explore how to tell better stories for yourself and your players as you DM sessions of Dungeons & Dragons 5e. We all know that planning D&D sessions is tough. Most of us do it only so we can play the session. There are those few of us who are masochists at heart and enjoy the torture, but I'm not talking to those freaks today. Instead, I'm talking to the other freaks who don't necessarily love preparing for D&D sessions. But you still love playing the game and being a D&D or a DM anyways. So you're probably asking the question, how much should I plan for my D&D session? You've got lots of things to worry about in life. You probably have a job, kids, a spouse, other hobbies, your physical fitness, or lack thereof in my case, dog, parents, friends, everything else that's going on in life. So you can't plan every move that your pl players would ever make. That would just take way too long. Instead, I'm going to give you a simple answer and more complex answer to the question of how much should I plan for one session of D&D? The simple answer is that you should plan more than you think you should, but less than your players think you have. I'll say that again. You should plan more than you think you should, but less than your players think you have. Simple, right? Well, let's unravel it just a bit. Number one, you need to plan to finish what you've started. I've covered this idea before, but you need to plan to finish what has been started in the last session. This is the minimum requirement. Right now in the campaign I'm leading with my players, I have two characters who just started two separate combat encounters while the rest of the party is back at camp trying to long rest. So naturally, I have to prepare these two separate encounters. For me, that looks like reading into the capabilities of the adversaries that they will be fighting, as well as making sure I know what they can do and what they will most likely be doing. This also means thinking about the motives behind my players and their enemies to try and figure out the most likely way that things are going to play out. But knowing my players, it's likely something that I can't even predict, and that's okay. Number two is two to three paths. After finishing these two encounters, I'll likely have an opportunity to ask the fateful question of what do you want to do now? That means the players will have a chance to think about all the many options that they have to do stuff and pick something. They'll have to pick something. 
Again, there's no possible way I can predict everything they're going to do. So I like to try and pick possible three possible paths that the players can choose. And I'm not really at liberty to discuss those paths because uh, actually one of the players is one of the new hosts on this show, Caden Otley. He was, he was in one of the previous episodes, so I can't really talk about it. But I like to have at least two or three prepared so that way I'm somewhat ready. Number As a listener of this show, you obviously love story. Now that you've had a chance to craft your own story by listening to this show, wouldn't it be nice to get some inspiration? Or maybe you just want a moment of immersion and escape and entertainment. Whatever it is, come join us on our new show, Pact and Boom. It's an actual play D&D podcast in the world of Calignos, where our characters Jolly, Wolfgang, and Alan will find and meet each other in hell. And from there, start a troublemaking journey with some near-death experiences that will hopefully lead them to a happy ending. Find it wherever great podcasts are heard or just go to sessionzerostudios.com slash pact and boom. That's P-A-C-T-N-B-O-O-N. Start listening today. Three, random encounter fodder. It also helps to have some tables for random encounters in your back pocket. If you're playing a pre-made campaign, those books will likely have some made for you. I think it's also fun to add in some if-then situation. This is kind of a coding situation or, or a coding terminology. For example, for example, one of my players has a certain homebrew item that I gave to her many sessions ago. Since she attuned to it, I've had her keep track of how many monsters she's killed with that item. She finally reached 10 kills, and because of that, it's triggered something new that will happen in the next session when she falls asleep. You can create all sorts of if-then situations to help you plan what happens. If player so-and-so does this and that, then the unexpected happens. Kind of simple. It also it's nice to have something like that in your back pocket the whole campaign, so when it finally does happen, you're ready. Number four, finish the next path, Stepping Stone. So I say a good rule of thumb is to plan past at least one next major stepping stone. There's a chance you won't finish it, but on the off chance you do, at least you're ready. This means that at a minimum, you have a general idea of everything that happens in the dungeon, for example. You know where the rooms are and you know how it's all going to go down, more or less, usually a lot less. But at least you have the map and you have every single room laid out so that way they step in, you know what happens in that room. Number five, remember... It's a skill. Planning D&D sessions is above all else a skill and therefore requires practice. There will be sessions where halfway through you realize you have nothing else prepared. That's okay. There will also be sessions where you finish the night and realize that you didn't get to half of what you had prepared. That's an awesome. You may be asking yourself, how do I get more out of how to be a better DM? You probably want even more tips, more entertainment, or perhaps just exclusive access to a secret society of people bent on ruling the world. Well, we don't actually have desires to rule the world, but it does sound like what you want and what you need is to join our Patreon. You'll get access to our private Discord, which will give you direct access to all the hosts of this show, as well as our other Dungeon Masters who are just like you. You'll also be able to make fan requests for How to Be a Better DM. And lastly, you just help support the show so we can give you ever better content. 
If you want to join the Patreon, go to sessionzerostudios.com slash startadventure and join our Patreon today. Feeling. As you go through playing D&D, you'll learn instinctually how much to plan for each session. Number six is somewhat of a caveat. It all has to relate to the players. In listening to Writing Excuses this week, that's a podcast about writing books, the hosts talked about world building. They said that they said that everything you build for the world is only interesting in as much as it relates to the characters who are infinitely more interesting. I say prepare as much as you want to for each individual session, but always make sure it relates back to the characters and the players. Get the essentials down, what's going to happen next session, and then prepare some fun stuff for your players. Uh, really do whatever you feel would be fun. That's the whole point of playing D&D, having fun. So do whatever feels fun. Some people say if it stops being fun, then stop prepping. But at the same time, prepping has to get done. So I say use your best judgment and just try your hardest with it. If you know you don't have anything prepared, you got to prepare something. But if you feel pretty good, then maybe you can uh, relax. I hoped that you liked today's episode, and if you'd like more of today's content, then sign up for our newsletter. Go to how-to-b-a-better-dm.captivate.fm slash subscribe, or you can just click the link in the show notes, which is infinitely easier than remembering everything I just said. And guess what? With that link, you can even sign up to play D&D with me or one of the other co-hosts as your DM. Well, it's something we're going to be starting up in March here. So uh, sign up and uh, make sure you are on that list for playing a one-shot with myself or one of the other DMs on the show. Thanks again for listening to today's episode. Come back next week for another amazing show. But until then, let's go ahead and roll 